and action. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of Close on Sunday. Woo! Oh, my God. <laughs> Why did I get you actually um, got scared for that. Yes, I did. He confirmed there's no poppers. I, no poppers. I, I had no time this week. I'm so nervous. Yeah. It's been a minute since we recorded. That means you got some PTSD from last oh time. Oh my God, I think so. You actually flinched. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, welcome. Yeah, welcome to episode three. It's been a minute, um, but we're back. It's the start of summer. It's hot. Um, it's humid. Ugh. It is humid. We've been melting every single day, but... You know, summer is right here. Um, all these fun things are right around the corner. Fourth of July is next week. Um, that being said, a lot of celebrations mm. come with drinking. Ooh. Ooh. Topic of drinking what? Drinking alcohol. Oh, oh not water? Uh, yeah. Gotta stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. The uh, ethanol. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Wait, no, uh, that's like rubbing alcohol, no? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, our third topic will be about drinking mm. alcohol, mm. to be specific, and what that looks like in a Christian life as Christians. You know, Austin, you can say, you can teach us. You, um, teaching. Not teaching. Yes. I don't know about teaching. Oh. I don't know. Well, like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, today's topic, we'll be talking about how, as Christians, do we navigate and handle Drinking and it's, it's such a big part of our like, especially today, like our culture. Right. For uh, for us three, we're um, in our twenties. Levy in his thirties. Thirty. Yeah. <laughs> what did we say earlier? Um, Levy is uh, seventy two months older than I. Is it seventy two? Seventy two and sixty months older than uh, you know. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Seventy two months wiser. Ooh. Wiser. We like that. I hope that's true. <laughs> no, that's probably not. <laughs> I mean, if we're friends, no, I think it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but um, yeah, we're, we're discussing and planning for today's episode. And we're like, oh, this topic is something up really, I think, matches well with our, our podcast, Close on Sundays. This isn't really a topic that you'd find often in a pulpit. And yeah, we want to kind of tackle this, you know, from like a subjective point of view, a biblical point of view. Um, maybe we'll go over some takeaways too. So yeah, um, let's let's get it. Let's, yeah. Let's go okay. With it. Yeah. yeah. Should we start with topic one? Well, question one. Let's start it off easy. Start off with a couple of our own personal experiences. Pastor Austin, do you drink alcohol currently? Occasionally. 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 Yeah. You know, I think there are times where um, I would maybe have a beer, you know, at a restaurant with some friends or, you know, maybe at a wedding of sorts. And we'll get into that. But a little quick champagne glass or something. But yeah, I I occasionally consume an alcoholic beverage. Do you guys? I do. Sometimes. Well, I, okay. Full disclosure. I'm highly allergic. Oh. I am. And you still drink it? I know, but like at a wedding, I'm cradling one cocktail the entire four or five hours I'm there. So it's just water by the time. It's, yeah, it's honestly just water. <laughs> Got off just drinking water. <laughs> um, and honestly, towards the end, Sam's, you know, drinking mine as well. So I'm not, I mean, I'm taking like five sips throughout mm, the entire mm, night. Mm. Um, so yeah, let's just say I don't really drink alcohol casually like when we go to a restaurant i'll probably go for like a diet coke or something mm. um a good dc a good dc good. yeah oh yeah mm. um 
Yeah. What about you, Abby? Currently? Not really. I mean, I did drink yesterday. But it's like, you know, special occasions. Yeah. Summer, like you said, summer is here. Yeah, exactly. There's all these weddings going on. Yeah. Yesterday was a, a baby baptism. Mm-hmm. They had a party mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can go into that. Like, is it appropriate to drink even after like this holy ceremony? I mean, even a wedding is a holy ceremony, of mm-hmm. course. But um, not like I used to. I definitely mm-hmm. like used to party hard and just, you know, wanted to get, you know, wasted every weekend mm-hmm. and just. That was my, the point of my my weekend, basically. Mm, yeah. You know, just worked hard, used the money to party on the weekends yeah. and do it again the following week. But yeah. uh, definitely uh, Christ has changed that. That's for mm, sure. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not about that life. I, I do admit that like it, it's because of Christ, but I also think it's just getting older. I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I remember like straight out of high school. Oh God, this is underage shrinking. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, you know what? Um, If you get arrested, you get arrested. We'll we'll be all right. Uh, What are you going to do? No proof. (laughs) Except you saying so. Um, (laughs) She's literally literally a witness of it. I wanted, I went into college wanting that for myself. That is no longer the case. I feel like. Let's backtrack. Why did you want that? You could have had anything. You could have had like, you know, just a nice group of friends I to go like, have ice cream with. Right. I Why was it alcohol? Because I grew up in the church and because, you know, as <clears throat> if you make friends at church, your main goal isn't really to go out drinking like even in high school. And like it was a very wholesome group. But I think I wanted that period in my life where I wanted to rebel. And I just didn't have that. Mm, and so. in college, it was like an opportunity for me. It was like free reign. Yeah. To meet new people. They didn't know who I was. They didn't know how I grew up or where I grew up. And I just wanted to be this fun gal mm. and fun girls mm. always have a drink in their hand. Yeah. There's like the big, I mean, I think everyone knows about it for those, for us and those listening, like college is always that time to maybe almost rewrite. Exactly. Who you are. Yeah. Rewrite what your habits are. Rewrite what you do recreationally. Yeah. And drinking is just a big stigma tied to going to college, especially if you're like in a dorm and stuff, right? Yeah. You got no parent. You got no mom or dad waiting for you at home. No mom or dad has to pick you up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think. I mean, in retrospect, though, I think I did grow up a lot in college, despite all the drinking mm, I did. Yeah. Did grow up. I really, I think I did find my identity compared to high school. I think that's where I really like found I guess who I am, but I think if, even if you fast forward a little bit to after college, even that solidifies who you are. I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I was going to say, but uh, yeah, are we finding a, ourselves? We are d- we shifting topics? Maybe we shifting? <laughs> new topic. <laughs> Find yourself. To like, how oh, did you do it? How how is Levy? How are you? <laughs> how are you, Levy? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a three episode series of like let's just check in on each person. <laughs> But yeah, I think college, yeah, even for me, um, college was at the, the grounds, the free, free land to start doing whatever you want, especially substances, especially drinking. Um, you know, you, a lot of us grew up fantasizing about how college is that place to start drinking, partying, right, right. being in that scene. And if you're part of that scene, you're cool and you're popular. Um, I've definitely, yeah, I've definitely partook in that freshman year. I like right away. I was like, oh, cool. I have no mom or dad to go to. I have no Christian fa- household to return to at the end of the day. Um, I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to go out. 
I'm going to ask this person to buy me this, even though I'm underage. I think a lot of us, um, especially in our generation, kind of, not, we can't say all of us, but a lot of us really like, yeah, look, go into that. I actually want to share an anecdote from college. Um, so it was after freshman year, freshman year, I did most of my binge drinking. So I was like, I'm done meeting that's new fast people. for most college kids <laughs> yeah and yeah. then i was like I, I was really over it really quickly and i was like okay like i really want to meet like actual friends that you know i can keep in touch with lifelong friends things like that and you know it that i went back to my faith so i joined my local kcf group at stony brook korean christian fellowship um and you know i Let's just say I wasn't expecting <laughs> this, but after um, our general body meeting, um, a member, um, one of the one of the one of the members in the club um, was like, hey, me like, you know, we're all going back to, you know, um, my dorm after Do you want to come. We're all hanging out. So I was like, that sounds cool. So I was like, sure. So we're all going. We're all packed in a car. And he's like, hey, me like, um, we're just going to make a pit stop to the 7-Eleven and pick up some, some snacks and some stuff. And, and we're going to go. I'm just like, yeah, no problem. So I'm just like in the trunk. Well, no, I wasn't in the trunk. Wait, wait, wait. No, that's I'm in the backseat. <laughs> they opened the trunk. What is this? Sorry. Like, this this, this sounds like the beginning of a horror story. Like. I was in the backseat. They opened the trunk and I see the biggest pack of beer on this guy's shoulders. He's like carrying it like a boom box. Um, and he's just like packs it in. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> and, I love this club. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm down. <laughs> I'm, I'm open. <laughs> and then we go God. back to the dorm. And it's not like a party or anything. We're just like sitting around. We're talking. We're catching up. And, um, you know, he's packing his mini fridge with with, with all these beers. And uh, he throws me. He's like, Amy, you want one? I was like, sure. <laughs> we're just Okay, this is cool. This is different. So this is cool. So post-worship, it was a house party. Yes. Mm. So it wasn't a party. It was a get-together. Um, How many people were there? Like 25. That's a house party. <laughs> this is a dorm. That's, that's a lot also, of people I'm pretty sure dorm. you were there somewhere. Yeah. In, in, uh, in I don't know. Like, well, the stony dorms are very small. So, so yeah, 25 people in a small dorm. That's that's a party. Was there music playing? The fire hazard. There, there wasn't. Okay, party. so it's a party. It's basically <laughs> it was, a party. It was, yeah. Um, but I just remember thinking, these two can coexist. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it, it was. I don't know what kind of it was a very confusing. Okay, so there's yet. a lot of gray going on here. Yeah, a there's, a lot, there's a lot of gray. It's not black. It's not white. Yeah. But honestly, a lot of emotions. But the final emotion was that it was really refreshing to me mm. because people were open about it. People were talking about it. There was no stigma mm. against it. Like mm. how I was used to be like, oh, like, you know, like it was just so casual. Mm. It felt nice. Mm -hmm. Well, my response to that, and I don't know if you're trying to like defend that it's okay to drink. While no, no, it, it was just a story. Honestly, okay. I don't, there was no point. It was just like, no, it was it's a just, good story. Cause then that, I think that's happens. like, it's a very like, all right, what's right. What's wrong. Yeah. And even though they felt okay, felt right. Yeah. And overall mm. good vibes and all that stuff that people say these days. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that like, you're like, 
it's not a sin. Mm. But at the same time, yeah. I don't think you guys were unless there's, you know, it's very gray. It's know? very gray. Unless the someone, whole thing was very gray. <laughs> right. So Pastor also, what's your take on that? Well, I think that really comes down to some of the stuff we want to talk about today. Like, Amy, why did you find comfort there? Is like, oh, my Christian brothers and sisters, they're drinking. Mm. They're drinking. How maybe in that moment, you're like, oh, how refreshing is that? Because mm. you grew up thinking like, You've never touched a single yeah, ounce, exactly. another drop of alcohol, mm-hmm. right? I, th- I think maybe that's why it's so refreshing. And honestly, for myself, as who was, I would say, was a self-proclaimed Christian in college. Yeah, I would drink. Um, and I think we're used to all just denying that part of ourselves when we do that. But yeah, I think we have to talk about, is it okay for Christians to drink? Right? I think that's where we kind of bottle it down to. And so I mean, debunk actually, it right away. No, like it's, yeah, you, are Christians allowed to drink? Yeah, you can. So I think that's a really good segue into our next question. Um, when is it okay to drink as Christians? Mm. You know, um, we can talk about exceptions and boundaries mm. and things like that. So yeah. for me, right off the bat, um, you know, I've been to a couple of weddings where church members were present and, you know, I... It was a good time, you know, and um, we were all seen with a drink in our hands and, you know, it was just no one. No one was like drunk Mm. per se, Mm. you know, obviously. And um, like that's one situation where it was seemingly okay. Mm. Yeah. The thing is, right, there are like events in our lives and things we attend as a, a friend or family member or things that we hold like a wedding or mm-hmm. what things like that. But um, at the core of it, can Christians drink? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then like you said, no one's drunk. And I think that's the big point. It's the level of amount of drinking to the level of effect on your mind. And that's where the problem starts, mm-hmm. right? There's nowhere in the Bible does it say drinking is a sin, but you find countless pastors saying, being drunk is a sin, mm. right? So, so that's a fine line. Yeah, that, to debunk all that, like you, yeah, we Christian Christian brother sister, they're allowed to have a beer, they're allowed to have a glass of wine, right? But um, I think a lot of us, why we thought it was so, maybe more in the Asian community for sure, is like, why did you feel refreshing that moment at college? Like, we learned, like you, you touch it, you sin. You drink, mm. you consume it, you're sin. You're going to hell. You're done. And what is that? That's basically legalism. Mm. right? The moment you send, the moment you do something and you, you have a twisted view of something. And the problem isn't alcohol itself. It's the negative connotation with it. It's what people do to abuse it. So yeah, it, it's, it's how we use it. How do we use the thing that is in our glass? How, how do we consume it? Yeah. The problem is it's effect on us. Yeah. Are there any examples in the Bible where mm-hmm. they do drink and it's okay? I mean, there, there are a lot of passages. Uh, one thing uh, a lot of people refer to and maybe misuse is um, Jesus at the wedding of Cana. He turned a, a bunch of these like hundreds of gallons of water into wine. Another easy one is the Lord's Supper. When Jesus was at the last supper with his disciples, he poured a glass of wine for everyone. So there, there are passages where you see literally even Christ in the context of alcohol. And then you have... A um, bunch of Old Testament passages too. So there's a bunch of things on drinking and things like that. So, yeah. Like how, how have you guys thought about drinking? Like in terms of the limits or like, what should you do? Like no-nos. So for me, like a big no-no is like, um, 
you know, a couple of years back, um, there was a Friday night group Bible study that we had at QPEM and it was great. And um, I hear through the bushes that some people went to go drinking afterwards. Um, but to me, that's frowned upon. Mm. So, you know, in why would that be frowned upon compared to drinking with your peers at a wedding? Mm, mm. You know, I mean, you want to get into it, but like, yeah, it's all like it's all context, right? Who are you drinking with? What mm-hmm. are you drinking? What's the mm-hmm. purpose of your drinking? Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't think anyone like a wedding, like wedding, when you have that, when you have that toast, everyone has a glass of champagne. Mm-hmm. If you're above age, right? If you're legal age, um, who would frown upon that? We're celebrating the marriage mm-hmm. of a great beloved friend mm-hmm. and a brother and sister of ours, right? But then the shots start pouring and everyone's just raging drunk. And then it's like, <laughs> what is this pigsty that became? But, mm. but that's a lot of weddings. That's a lot of weddings. And yeah. I mean, oftentimes, and I, I thought about this while preparing for our podcast, like besides maybe the service and the sermon and the benediction of like, you know, and power of Christ, like, you know, that God has given me, um, I call you man, man and wife. Um, when it comes to like the reception and stuff, like, are Christian weddings any different than other, like, let's say, secular weddings? Oftentimes, not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think so. So, yeah. It's really just the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Just ceremony. I film a lot of weddings. You, yeah, so, that's like, true. It's really just the ceremony if there's a prayer before dinner. But mm-hmm. other than that, I, I, this, that's another story. But yeah. I've experienced some, like, really Christian yeah. weddings. In all, in all honesty, those are just not that fun, though. <laughs> another topic, but mm-hmm. just saying. Well, yeah, like drinking is cool. That's how the world is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. one point that comes into mind for me is like, you know, even while we were um, prepping, one example that we spoke about was, um, you know, maybe in this small group, post small groups, uh, large group setting, maybe a newcomer came mm. and this person might be struggling with alcohol mm-hmm. or substance abuse mm-hmm. or things mm-hmm. like that. And totally could happen. Um, you know, maybe they just, they came out for fellowship mm. Um, and they were placed in this sort of setting of temptation. Yeah. And, you know, obviously that's not okay. Mm. And I, I mean, it all goes into context and, mm. you know, not stumbling others mm. and things like that. You yeah. just don't know. If you don't know who you're with, it's just so easy mm. to, to make mistakes. Yeah, there's intentionality involved. There's who's there. Right. Could be someone struggling, could be someone who's, even like, what if someone like is a newcomer? They don't know anything about the church. Mm. And for some reason, the first like uh, event they go to, they see their, um, in a sense, maybe faithful seniors who've been through seasons of faith. And they're like, oh, they're just doing what I do last last weekend. Um, it happens. It, it's not. It's nothing that is so uncommon. It's, it's happened. And mm-hmm. I'm sure many people have like, then why would I join the church? It's the same as my group of friends from this yeah. past weekend. Um but a big thing that I want to talk about too was when we drink, when we consume alcohol, especially as Christians, um, what's your intention? Is it to get drunk? And I'm sure there are many are, many are, many do drink Christians who do drink to get drunk, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a lot of scripture. The Bible says drunkenness is a clear sin. Galatians five is a, this whole letter from, uh, is a part of a whole letter from Apostle Paul saying about the things, how you could walk by the spirit, walk by God. And then he categorizes what aren't the works mm-hmm. of the flesh. And 
um, we were just like chatting right before our podcast and where does drunkenness lie? And it's actually, if, when you look at this category, the verse nine, Galatians chapter five, verse 19 says this. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Drunkenness is a category is in the same category as all of these things mm -hmm. that I think for the rest of us, we're like, why would we ever be part of, of, you know, a rivalry or sexual immorality? Why yeah. would we ever be part of an orgy? Yet Apostle Paul says, drunkenness is the same category as that. Um, we need to, as Christians, think about the virtues that we have. What, when you have that glass in hand, mm -hmm. that bottle in hand, what's your intention? To celebrate someone? I think that's great at a wedding, like I mentioned. If you're at that bar, like, oh, what a tired week. What a, what a hell of a week. Let's just drink my feelings away. <laughs> then what's the intention there? Just to get drunk. Mm. To get drunk. And um, it's so crazy how it is that it's part of a slew of things that these are things that we should abstain from. Yeah. Really get away from. Um, drunkenness is the sin, but consuming alcohol is not. And there's that in a sense of a line. It's not so gray. But it's very clear. Mm. You cannot be drunk as, as a Christian. It's it's a sin, right? And then when it comes to context, like um, when we let's say we're drinking with that other person that's maybe newcomer, um, we learn that drunkenness is a harm. It causes harm to the people around us too. If that newcomer was like, oh, that faithful deacon or elder is drinking, and he's getting drunk, she's getting drunk. That affects that person. It affects everyone around, if anything, right, right? right? That doesn't even affect the newcomer. That probably affects us, right? Yeah. If we ever happen to see a pastor. Yeah. In general. Yeah. So it's a lot of, when we talk about drinking, it, there's no, you know, go-to manual in the Bible, but we have to think about all of our virtues, all of our desires, all of our cravings and all of our contexts as a Christian believer, as a follower, amongst other Christian believers and followers. So yeah, we can't be so naive and say, just don't drink. But I think that's what we learned, right? I learned that growing up. Don't ever drink. That's yeah, I think through life lessons, you know, mm -hmm. Christians learn yeah. that. And, um, you know, it's, I think it's, it's a, it's a winding road. You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's turns, there's questions. And mm -hmm. I think that's really important to have trusted members, yeah. you know, in your community mm -hmm. that you can ask and rely on. I think you touched upon it a little bit before, very mm. little bit, but mm. it seems like the biggest reason why anyone really drinks is to get really drunk and mm -hmm. whatever reasons, mm. long day, stress, yeah. whatever. So what, why is it okay to drink? I know you said to celebrate someone. Mm. Is there any other reason? No, I, I think it, why is it okay to drink? It's the, the focus isn't the alcohol itself. It's how does a Christian believer, it's how is the follower using that, right? Um, I think the wedding thing is the easiest one that I can think of, right? So like, drinking in fellowship, really. Drinking is. drinking is not the sin itself, I think. But once that one person, yourself, thinks, oh, let me drink like 15 more of these. Mm. Not because it's fun or tastes good, but to get drunk, then you're sinning. Then you're doing something that is clearly said you ought not to do as a Christian in the Bible. Um, a lot of it comes down to self-control, right? Uh, we talked about the gifts, the spiritual gifts last podcast. And one of the big ones is self-control. Can you control yourself to abide by the gift? You mean a fruit, like a fruit of the spirit? 
Oh yes, the fruit of the spirit. Sorry, I got, got you. Got to cut. Thank got you, you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we don't want to go into that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talk about the gifts now. <laughs> oh, pivot, pivot. All right. <laughs> Which gift you want to talk about? But yeah, like, it's it's about it's about wisdom. It's about self control. Um, I as a pastor, or even not as a pastor, if I'm a Christian, I, you kind of know not because like it's ingrained in me as like some just no no, but rather I should not go drink somewhere at a restaurant or a gathering I think to get drunk. I remember you telling us a story that was really interesting about the um, whiskey and cigar culture. At oh, yeah. So obviously in that situation, they, you know, it's obviously a, a school full of future pastors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not like they, mm-hmm. they're celebrating every single day. It's, you yeah. know, part of the culture. Yeah. So... You know, what, what are your comments? You know, that? yeah, that was such an interesting thing to me. I remember being at, I attended Westminster Theological Seminary in Philly and we had a club called, I think called the, it wasn't called the Whiskey and Cigar Club. There was like another name. There was like Westminster Oranges or something like that. Um, I never, I never went, but the, the little poster description was, oh, join us at the school gazebo as we, you know, I guess, taste test certain whiskeys and, <laughs> and, and taste test cigars. I don't even know. I, I've never attended. But. So when you taste test whiskey, do you, is it like wine where you like spit it out? I, I don't know. I never went. I, I, yeah, was, But that sounds nasty. That honestly. Sounds I don't like, Cause I'm like, I, I've had my fair share of whiskey. They all taste the same. <laughs> like, I know there's like whiskey like enthusiasts taste, out there and they're just like, this one tastes good. You have to yeah. drop water. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, nah, they all taste like crap. Imagine just taking a glass and and also where are you spitting <laughs> hey people do that with wine that makes, I, I, just, I think that's gross i just think about it now like were they spitting on school property or were they just consuming it and they're probably just drinking it right but right. imagine yeah. i could just imagine my fellow classmates <laughs> hmm i taste the 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 wooden this so this right on the gazebo <laughs> um but yeah like that that's an interesting thing too because that clearly shows the problem isn't the goal of the club isn't so much to get drunk. Let's just have an excuse of a, mm-hmm. as a school club to get drunk. It's they, they, I guess these brothers were so interested as connoisseurs of whiskey mm-hmm. and cigars that, Hey, let's just join in on this hobby together mm-hmm. without the intent of, as we're mentioning, as we're talking about getting drunk, I hope no one got drunk there. I, I hope not. You know, maybe I hope they were spitting it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just don't get it. Cause like, I, you know, why not just taste us like soda? I, it tastes not, good. Well, like juice. Yeah. Juice. I love apple juice. It's, yeah. it's interesting to me because I've never seen that happen at like, I mean, undergrad, I totally understand, mm. but like grad school programs or like grad schools, like you don't really see that. Mm, yeah. And it's the first I've heard mm-hmm. at Westminster. Yeah. Where I, I don't know if it was pastors. a fully schooly approved school approved thing, but I guess the function was if I saw a poster of it on a very small campus, <laughs> our campus is four buildings. Like there's, it's not like, it's not like there's like this academic mall where. Oh, yeah. you imagine during separate. the pandemic, you have to do it virtually. Oh, what, <laughs> Everyone like, brings their own whiskey. And they have their trash can to spit <laughs> into next to. Yeah. yeah, that just sounds nasty. <laughs> but yeah, I think that also attests to the problem isn't, Mm-hmm. just simply taking a sip. Oh, you're done going to hell. The problem is what's your intentionality there? And mm. over and over we see in the Bible. Um, I, I think one passage that I really liked was 
Ephesians chapter five, it's about like how you walk as a Christian. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time. Um, and then verse 18 says, do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. It doesn't say do not ever drink wine ever in your life. So don't get drunk with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so constantly we find passages in scripture that really focuses not on, oh, that is taboo. You better not be seen with the glass in your hand, right. a beer bottle in your hand. It's always about what happens when you do, what happens when you drink too much of it. Moderation. Think, right. Moderation. That also goes into the, you know, the diminishing of self-control once the drunkenness sets in. Mm, yeah. It's people <clears throat> commit sin. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's clear as that. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, their walls come down. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, things that they were trying to control, they were trying to suppress, yeah. start coming out. And, you know, we obviously don't want yeah. that for our lives and nor do we want mm. to condone that in other yeah. people. And maybe mistakenly growing up with our parents or church or whatever, we're taught that we have to safeguard our kids from ever touching alcohol because then mm. it does lead to sin. But then I'm sure like so just, many of us thought that yeah. took it, it the wrong way. Yeah, like I Amy. think. May, yeah, even that. <laughs> even that. <Hey. laughs> yeah, sometimes, you know, rebellion happens because you're, you're so caged up. It, it doesn't even have to be about alcohol. It's just mm. about going out. Mm. It could be about even, or even drug abuse or drug usage, things like that. It could be not simply drinking. Like, you're right. Sometimes it has the opposite effect. I got a tough question for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is there a spiritual connection or what, actually, what is the spiritual connection? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess when you get, when someone gets drunk. Um, well, the effect of alcohol on your mind is, you know, eyes are, dis- your vision's blurry. Your ability to use your body is impaired. Um, alcohol controls the mind. And I think that's one thing when we think about us as living as Christians, we always say Christ is Lord. Mm-hmm. God is our Lord. God is my master. The moment you're drunk, you've foregoed your forgo God. You're mm-hmm. like, no, this alcohol has priority over me. This alcohol has control over my body. I don't want the influence of God over me. I mm-hmm. want this alcohol to do it. And I'm sure many unknowingly do that, Yeah. but that's what we essentially do. The moment you start having all these impairments, there's this passage where, um, where it talks about how there are great positive passages about drinking, but one passage in Proverbs 23, it says, when you drink wine, it's like a serpent. Um, in the end, it bites like a serpent. It's things like an adder. It, your eyes will see strange things. Your heart will utter perverse things. Um, alcohol is compared to a serpent's bite <laughs> in the mm. Bible. Why? Not because it's because you simply consumed it. It's it, just the results. When of you're it. drunk, you're it's you're surprised and you're suddenly deceived into living not under the influence of scripture and God, but now just whatever the substance is doing to you. Um, yeah, that, that's why, that's why spiritually is the problem, right? It's not simply just the people around you. What does your image look like or reputation look like? No, it's like what it does to you. Mm. Um, and I think for us three, we, we know what that's like. You don't have full control of your body. You don't, people want that escape. People want that feeling of, let me, let me not feel today's feelings. Mm. Let me not feel this week's stress and just get away. It becomes an escape tool. Right. So yeah, spiritual, there is a big issue. There's a big hindrance too. And a big, it jeopardizes your ability to control yourself. Yeah. 
So drunkenness is the problem, guys. Kids don't get drunk. Yeah. Um, Levy, I have a question for you. Oh, How? Wow. Let's say, let's say Oliver grows up. He's okay. sixteen. I hope he does. <laughs> okay, he grows up. He's sixteen. He's, he's like, already growing. Okay. Um, hey, Dad. Like, I'm going to a friend's house. Mm. But you know, this friend is not a good friend. Ugh. He's up to no good. You oh, know that in your heart. Mm. But yeah. Oliver doesn't say a single word. He's like, Dad, I'm, we're gonna go play video games. You know, he's not gonna video go play games. Video. You know, he's not gonna go play video games. <clears throat> what do you do there? Well, it wouldn't happen because Oliver wouldn't have a friend I wouldn't like. <laughs> so. There's that. I'm gonna screen his friends. <laughs> Interview his friends. Because I'm gonna, gonna be I'm gonna be Oliver's best friend. Background oh. checks. So oh, that's cute. I'm I gonna be his that. best friend, and all his friends better be my friend too. So <laughs> just saying. It's a cute statement where Levy says, "I better be Ollie's best friend," but then the other stuff is a little <laughs> oh, control <laughs> freak. <laughs> hey, when you have kids, you might understand. I uh, yeah, I probably will be even worse than you once I start having kids. <laughs> um, like for me, I just I think about this a lot. Because I had a lot of uh, people I knew in high school and there was like a couple of um, like drunk driving incidents and things like that. So like I kind of made the choice for myself early on where if that was the case and I knew what was going on, I would be very upfront with my child and be like, hey, like, you know, if you guys are going to drink, I'd rather you do it under my roof. Do it in the basement. Mm -hmm. Do it where I know if your friends need rides back home. Mm -hmm. Uh, we will do that for you guys just because like safety comes first. And I just like you, like, like we spoke about earlier, like just restricting so much restriction leads to so much chaos later on in their lives. Um, Just to be like, Hey, like, you know, if you guys want to experiment with this, like have a drink, have try a beer, you know, do it here, do it under my roof. Maybe the cool mom. (laughs) Yes. I don't like saying that, but I just, for me, the risks, it's just too much. Mm. Like the risk Mm. of them getting hurt over drinking, Mm. like, you know, if they know I'm right above them, maybe that might prohibit them from doing anything else or getting too drunk. Like maybe there's that, like Mm. it's a, it's a different, it's a lot of layers to it. That's a tough stance though. Cause like. I, I get where you're coming from. Mm. And I think I would, I, I feel like I would even take the same route mm. when that time mm. happens. But then I could see myself getting into it and be like, yo, let's play, let's play some <laughs> beer pong. No. You guys don't know how to play? No. Let me show that. you. 40 year old Levy. Yeah. No, I can see it. Cause I, that's how I learned. I learned from my friends, parents basically. So. Oh, yeah. you have some cool Long friends. Island life. Honestly. You know, yeah. Long Island life. You guys are from cool Long Island fire. too. I'm honest, if I'm honest. Yeah. I started drinking in like, the ninth grade. Yeah. Like that's when I first had yeah. like, it was definitely high school. And then like f- stupid 14 year old. And like, like honestly I'm in privileged Long Island town and mm-hmm. you know, I all where, where I did drink was at my friend's house yeah. and where the yeah. parents yeah. were in the same boat. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because of that influence, that's where I would be. So mm-hmm. obviously I, I don't know where I would stand. Like I, I do get the, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, I'd rather Safety, you, prim- yeah, yeah. Like I'd, I'd rather you be alive than dead, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then at what point does it get too carried away? Cause mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the house parties too that I was at the parents were there they just want to make sure it's controlled all Mm. this stuff and you know that's a that's a tough stance maybe not a house party maybe a gathering (laughs) yeah that's how it starts (laughs) my big thing is following the law (laughs) no drinking till you're 21 okay all right let's see what happens about driving laws yeah hope I can keep up Christian law and 
that state law, <laughs> the U.S. law in the they're house. Gonna, they're gonna come to our house. Your kids are gonna come to our house. They're like, I'm moving to oh, Alaska. <laughs> Uncle Sam and Aunt Amy's uh, party. I'm gonna be like, who are you? Stranger danger. I'm gonna teach my kids stranger danger. Don't ever, uh, don't ever take alcohol from a random stranger adult. Well, never they're not it. strangers. We see them every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Stranger, stranger danger. Stranger danger. Um, I, I want to ask a question to both of you. Um, what are your thoughts on like, let's say you and your closest Christian friends mm -hmm. get away, go to this house in the Poconos. You're or, talking about like now. That now, yeah, nowadays. Like, or maybe right. even a year or two ago. I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. You, it's like the people you trust seems like everyone's of faith. You know how everyone's doing in that context where no one's looking in a sense. You're not in a public space. You're not with other uh, either non-believers or so we're church friends. We're not in a church setting. We're outside no. of let's, uh, in this example, we're outside of New York, mm -hmm. maybe upstate, whatever. Yeah, sure. Would you drink? How much would you drink in that context? What do you think is okay? I like how you insinuate that I'm just going to drink already. Well, you said you drank last night. So I don't, I don't that's, very, that's very true. <laughs> that's very true. Um, I, Okay. Well, I am not a employee of the church and whatever. <laughs> so that's, 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 um, my, that's rule my number job one. is not whatever. Okay. <laughs> I'm in, I get I'm to sorry. preach and herald the gospel. That's true. You get well, this man a beer right so. now. Stop it. <laughs> um, Water's good. Yeah, no, uh, me and you know, my close friends, we, we love getting away. We, we love that. So that's, that's funny. You, you bring up that setting. Um, so the simple answer is a lot. <laughs> oh, no. I'm glad you're truthful. Yeah. I'm glad so, you're truthful. so honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. But, yeah. This is close on Sundays. We gotta be truthful. Yes, no. we are going to close that door. No church members are coming in. No. Um, we no longer buy handles, plural, but we do buy a 36 pack of high noons. So wow, that is, um, I just picture it. Spiked seltzers for those who don't well, know what high noons are. Isn't that vodka, vodka soda, or whatever? Basically, so. vodka basically. Mm. Um, but they taste way better than white claws. What's a white claw? What's a white claw? Mm. <laughs> They're like yellow claws, but white. <laughs> um, Dad joke, let's go. Sorry, but and this um, guy wants to play beer pong with his kids one day. I yeah, God. we. I, I didn't say I want to. I could see myself doing it. Isn't that the same thing? Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> it is. the older we get, um, a lot of my friends have steered away from beer just because of like the gluten. <laughs> and the, oh, I the, thought it was because like you get bigger. Yeah, I was like, I <laughs> the, we're, now, we're talking about, now we're talking about yeah. like health choices. No, the, the belly and <laughs> they just don't feel good. They get too full. So we can't yeah, eat the meat that we buy and so things like that. So we don't really drink beer anymore. I think, I think that's a really, um, the biggest trend. I think over the past couple of years. Mm. It's a financial thing too. If we're gonna talk about health, we're gonna talk about finances. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought we'll just talk about this drinking okay. But I mean it's yeah. not like we're drinking like morning to night. It's like, you know, we do our morning and the afternoon activities, mm -hmm. maybe like a beer in the hot tub or whatever, or, right. or a, a salsa at the hot tub or whatever. Um, but then at night, you know, mm. where our bellies are full with the steak and we're just having good talks. The vibes are good. Um, you know, I mean, it's not like we're shotgunning anymore, but let's just say she's a party a, gal. I'm not a party gal. 
Um, <laughs> All right. Well, here's my answer. And you, I want you, I want to see like, how would you interpret my heart? Because mm. my heart isn't because I don't want to do it because mm. it's, it's sin. Mm. So that's my truth to that. Yeah. I'm not doing it because of that, mm. but I would drink like, let's say like last night out of friends, you know, baby mm-hmm. batches and they had a barbecue. Yeah. Drink a little bit. Mm. Literally after one. So Kirkland has like their hard salsa version now. After one, I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. Mm. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, ugh, I just, the thought of waking up the next day oh, is just like, I, I have work tomorrow. I can't yeah. do this. Yeah. So I guess it's a, a little bit of maturity or just, mm. uh, it's not even maturity. It's getting old, yeah. honestly. It's just getting old. Yeah. And then two, I, you touched upon it is just the bloatedness. I just, mm. I just can't do it. And then even if I were to even drink, let's say even liquor, I, I've gained so much weight over the last few years that like I could drink a lot and nothing happens. Mm. And it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> And I was thinking about that because, you know, we we're like, it could be like a getaway. It could be like your boy's bachelor party, your, your homegirl's bachelor party. Right. And suddenly there's free reign. And I think myself and reflect on my life too. Like, you know, do we give ourselves a free pass when we think that things are safe, when we're in the right context? And I realized, no, you don't have a license to still drink till you get drunk. And it's a hard pill to swallow, especially when we're used to it, or maybe that's the lifestyle we live. Um, and a lot of, I had to reflect for myself too. Um, I'm sure I would have a lapse of judgment. And if I'm in a setting where, oh, no one's looking, no one's looking at Pastor Austin, no one's mm-hmm. looking at Christian leader Austin, um, just go unhinged. But I realized just even from prepping for this, and I think I really good moment before God, like, wow, even in like, let's say a private setting at home or at some getaway. Sure. I may not be before the church. I may not be before an elder or a deacon or a new, new, new believer. We're still before the Lord. Mm. And it's, it's a hard pill to swallow when we have our, you know, social culture and things that we're used to doing with our friends. Um, we have to remember and, and we will forget. We have to remember we're still before the Lord. Um, drinking without any regard in a private setting. That's not what it means when we're talking about, oh, are you stumbling others or or encouraging others? It's, you're still before God. And I think that's something we forget. Um, and it's something I have to remind myself too. Uh, a lot of my friends, I'll be honest, my group, my close group of friends, they all love drinking. Um, and even when we go out for like just brunch, uh, we get some food. Every, someone wants to order uh, a glass. I was like, I'll have a glass. Sure. But then they start ordering more and more. I'm like, guys, I'm, a, I'm uncomfortable. Um, mm. Not. And part of me is because I'm, I'm fearful of man. I'm, I'm very fearful that, oh, like I don't want to be caught because, you know, I'm, I'm still thinking in the back of my brain. I can't be caught with a glass. But at the same time, oh, it's going to seem like we're not here to hang out and catch up and, and enjoy the 10 years of friendship we've had. It's, Oh, we met to get drunk. And I think that's where a line has to be formed, whether we're out in public or in private, whether you're on one-on-one with someone. Um, and that, that's, I think it really is. I just keep saying it. It's, it's a large pill to swallow and it's hard to I'll, I'll live by it. It's hard to live by with that type of conduct. So, yeah, that's why I asked the question. Cause I think that's a lot of, it's a, it's an easy like thing to overlook 
Um, when we I talk think about it's a very common thing for Christians to do, to be honest too. with you. Yeah. I think it's a very common thing. Yeah. We, we do think it's okay because we use that excuse. We're like, okay, well, we're not hindering anyone because yeah. we're all Christians. We mm-hmm. all know that mm-hmm. what we're capable I've known of. you guys for 10, 15 years. Yeah. It's not like I'm suddenly changing your mind or something yeah. or leaving a different pass. impression. Yeah, you get you suddenly have a license, suddenly have a free pass. And I think we do that with a lot of sin, right? A lot of other sins. But definitely drinking is one I think we overlook maybe the most or really often at least. Mm. So yeah, I was like, oh man, I, I wrote that down and I'm like, dang, yeah, even the most faithful of believers, the one who serves the most or the ones who loves the Lord could still even overlook this. Oh, it's safe, safe environment. Mm-hmm. No one's looking. Um, I'm not stumbling anyone, but you're stumbling yourself. Mm-hmm. And that that's that's where the biggest shame comes when we're, we think we're doing, we're okay. We think we're, mm-hmm. um, we got the pass and um, we're not affecting anyone. You're affecting yourself before God. And You know, yeah. I think I relate to that a lot because I, I realized in the past like year or so, I don't like the fuzziness. I don't like when my mind gets clouded mm. and like, I can't remember the night before mm. or like, like, you know, the lack of self-control there or it, it scares me. Yeah. And I don't feel great about mm. it. There's a lot of shame. Mm. And I just, I realize I just don't like doing that anymore. Yeah. And especially at this point in my life, like I have trusted friends, like you said, like, and, you know, sometimes I just want to, you know, pick at their minds and get to know each mm. other, like in a deeper level where like drinking isn't involved. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to, you know, I want to be clear minded when I'm mm-hmm. speaking to you mm-hmm. and like, you know, the, the understanding and yeah. the, the empathy and the things like that, mm-hmm. you know, that just reminds me of like, how many people say I need a drink to like loosen up. See, let's say you I go on a, like that. Yeah, let's say you go on a, like a first date. I don't, I, I don't know. I've, I've been dating the same girl for eight years now <laughs> and hopefully get married soon. But, um, I could see a bunch of people like, Oh, I go on a first date. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little shy. Let me crack one open to loosen up mm-hmm. so I could, be more, uh, I don't know, like easygoing, but how, how false is that <laughs> really? Cause then you drink that to the sake of, so you could have a little bit less control over yourself. Yeah. 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 And that speaks to earlier, like what's the problem with drunkenness spiritually? You're foregoing God's influence over your life. I think as we grow in faith and grow in our Christian walk, like we understand everything is for God. All we do is to glorify mm-hmm. him and Maybe Amy and others, when we feel that little guiltiness, it's because we realize, oh, I am saying no and turning away from what Christ has done for me. Um, that, that's hard. That, that sucks. And, but yeah. we're called to live in moderation, live in self-control. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. okay. So let's go on to our kind of last topic. Um you know, some practical things Christians can do. Mm-hmm. And um, is there any, you know, what are some wisdom calls mm. for, you know, when someone did does have a really mm. bad day and they do want to like forget that day and numb the feelings or, you know, what, yeah. what is the call there? Mm. Should we just throw a bunch of situations to say like, what's the call? Okay. Let's do that one. That one was, what was that one again? Hard day. Hard, Hard day. day. Tough day. So, okay boss gets yelled at you, you mess up a bunch of projects, you drop the ball, 
lose a client, oh, lose an account. Oh, oh. <laughs> you forgot about a kid at that VBS program. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. <laughs> And yet, you know, yet. it's it's just you feel <laughs> maybe in a week it will stop so badly about yourself mm. and your self-esteem and your abilities and you're so feeling so low. Yeah. And you, all you want is to take a couple shots and just sleep or just like get some ice cream instead. Yeah. <laughs> that's the advice. I was gonna say, what's the what's the obvious the obvious answer is obviously. like clearly there, but what's yeah. like some you know that's some it. something to add to that? Well, I think that goes into just how do you, what are you, what are your vices? I'm mean, not vices. What, what are your things that make you feel good? You know, um, mm. hopefully it's not alcohol. If it is, I mean, you're going to have to find an alternative. Like I jokingly say it, but have a nice, nice, you know, cone of ice cream. I do love ice cream. I do no know. one, no one hates ice cream. Yeah. I mean, you hate if ice you're cream. lactose, sorry. You know, for me, a no. good rom-com does it. Oh, a good rom-com. I thought I'm going to say ramen. I was like, yeah, ramen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a good ramen yeah. with a rom com. Good ramen, ramen rom com night. Oh, wow, that's a good. With some night. ice cream. Oh, oh yeah, wow, that's it's over. Oh yeah, it's with, over. with some with a hoodie and yeah. some sweatpants and a blanket. Oh, yeah. Belt unbuckled. Oh yeah, <laughs> free, oh, free. Yeah. All right, next situation. Uh, Bible study. We're gonna go mm-hmm. from Amy's example. Bible study um, ends at nine. Restaurant closes at midnight. Yeah, everyone decides to go <clears> to um, wherever. Flushing. Applebee's. Applebee's. There we go. Applebee's. Yeah. It's after 10. It's uh, two for one. Why do I know that? <laughs> anyway, it's two for one. And, uh, you know, you, you guys Clip go for it. Same thing with the appetizers. Mm, appetizers. Two appetizers. Two for one. Uh, I miss those appetizers. And um, what, what do you do? I think it comes back to the intention, too. I think we, we talk about context. We talk about who's there and things like that. But I think the general easy rule is, hey, don't. Um, don't. Don't. It's. They order a pitcher. God, why? <laughs> cheaper. That's it true. is cheaper. So I will actually reverse it and say like, all right, context, like mm. everyone, like same thing like you said before, yeah. everyone's friends at mm. five plus years, they mm. know each other. I would actually think it's okay now. I don't know before when we were actually prepping for this, I was very like, oh, I can't believe they did that. Mm. But looking in context, let's say, let's add the, even the part where no one just gets drunk. Everyone's just mm. there for fellowship. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay if mm-hmm. no one gets drunk. Yeah. Have like a a, a, a a beer. They get a pitcher, just one glass of beer each. Mm-hmm. Call it a night and go back home. Yeah. I think that's totally okay. I think so too, actually. Yeah. Now thinking about it, I think it's okay. Because um, then it's going back to the legalism thing where it's just, no, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Mm. Yeah. The, you don't want the little trigger thing in your brain. It's like, yeah. oh, like, don't, don't do it. But I think there's a great wisdom call of just avoid it when you can and mm-hmm. it's not necessarily every occasion yeah. but, but going uh, back to like the your parents yeah. i think that's why I, especially as a parent myself now i i totally get mm-hmm. why parents say like just don't do it yeah because mm-hmm. then you're just you know you're opening a can it's of worms almost like i answer all to your issues that your kid might eventually right. have mm-hmm. just just know that you can't drink ever yeah but that's not really really tackling the problem so yeah i think you know levy i think you said it well it's even in that type of context the two for one and the picture of have everyone having a class it's Sure. Maybe if everyone's financially, it's just if it's such an easy option. Yeah, I think it's okay. But is everyone okay? I think that's a question. Last Who, example. What is, what is everyone's intention there? Last example. What about, like you said, before first date? And, you know, this person mm. hasn't had a date in a really long time. And they're really anxious. and They're really yeah. worried. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they really, they've had a mm. string of bad first dates. Yeah. 
and they really want this one to work mm. out. So you open the freezer, mm. grab the vodka. Mm. What do you What do you do? I, I still think that's that's not okay because why are loosening up? Because let me get slightly drunk. Let me get slightly less have less control over me, so I could have a good first date. And I think that as in, it's hard to say as not as a single man or not as a married man, but I've been dating a long time. It's Look, you might have had a, bad, a bunch of bad first dates, but how much will alcohol help you? Maybe you're, maybe, maybe you're the problem <laughs> or really, but you know, I say that's a joke, but yeah, you're that person seeking alcohol, not because it's like some stimulant all of a sudden, it's because no, you want to get slightly drunk, slightly buzzed, slightly tipsy. So you speak a little smoother, a little more eloquently. I do want I think it's okay if you're like, if you think it's like a placebo type of thing. Mm. Like you just take a shot because you're like, you know what? Maybe I'll loosen up because mm -hmm. I just took a shot, mm -hmm. even though I'm not mm -hmm. tipsy or drunk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just I just know I took a shot. So mm -hmm. I loosened up because that's my thought process. Mm, that's really interesting. Well, I then I'd like have that. to tackle the thought process. Like you. you yeah. Like, then yeah. again, you don't even know if you're really drunk until like what? Or tipsy even till the next morning. Yeah. But I know if I were to take a shot mm -hmm. right now, I'd be totally fine. Mm. No, I think it's a rooted, rooted thing though. Like that, for placebo, definitely. I mean, we get the psychology, it gets so crazy, but definitely if you're thinking, if you're a person who thinks, let me have this placebo effect of like, yeah. if I have this shot, I'm gonna be okay. Something's wired wrong that, in that sense. Cause you're seeking that, you think that's mm -hmm. your escape, right? I have a bad thing of like, I need a cup of coffee to know that I could do work. <laughs> that's, there's, how no. many times have people do that though? A bunch I of times. That. And I, I, do that. I, yeah. I did that today. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had coffee before and sometimes I did do the caffeine, but sometimes I almost have to trick my mind thinking, oh, because I have this cup here, I could grind out this sermon or yeah. grind out this Bible study or whatever. But I know that's really not, not the case. And I think even more with alcohol, then you're thinking about not just simply some placebo effect, but now you're thinking about loosening up mm -hmm. and it's still pursuing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Good, good example. Tough one. Great example. Yeah, yeah. I think the the the, the post fellowship Applebee's kind of stumped me. That was, that was a hard one. <laughs> the yeah. picture it makes me think. Have I done that? I hope Two not. Two for one. Yeah. I think it's still there after ten. I don't I like know. Applebee's though. Not not in Queens at least. I think they have like unlimited fries at the Applebee's after oh, ten. That's pretty good. I, I'll yeah. take that. Yeah. Remember when they had unlimited apps? That. At the Applebee's near school. We did apps all the time there at Applebee's. Oh, the one in Stony. God, oh, yeah. Yo, that would, was actually my favorite Applebee's. It was so good. I would that get the sliders. The there was like, that's when the appetizer was like almost like actual entree plates. I remember this dish yeah. that was three sliders, a bunch of fries. I had four of those. <laughs> my theory <laughs> is the so further things. east you go on Long Island, the better the Applebee's are. I think it's the same thing for Buffalo Wild Wings. I think it's just any, any like franchise mm. restaurant in general. Diners better. get better. Oh the my further God. you go out east. Lake yeah. Grove totally Diner. Agree. Lake oh Grove Diner. Oh, so good. Um, <laughs> we ended this podcast talking about wow. food. <laughs> so typical. Um, Stop drinking, but eat more. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is not the right. message. Don't drink your sorrows away. Eat your sorrows <laughs> away. No. <laughs> um, I, I want to end with a uh, little, some takers I wrote, um, some principles when it comes to drinking as a Christian, remember the Lordship of Christ takes priority. Sacrifice is a Christian virtue and our biggest concern should always be God's glory and not even the fear of man, not of how people think of you, but just you before the Lord. And I think, yeah, we, we keep learning, try to grow in our wisdom and live rightly, live um, in righteousness and according to the, what Christ has given us. Um, hopefully we do well. 
hopefully we do well and we get to heaven's gates we're like hopefully i did okay but god you were there the whole time mm. so yeah so yeah we're gonna slip we're gonna mess up it's probably gonna happen but as we're speaking now as we're as if you're listening now i hope we take a moment to just be more reflective and a little more aware what are your intentions i think it's really important to note that the world tells you that you do what you want to do mm. and you know that's okay and you should prioritize that but as christians self-control and you know the discipline that you have for yourself as a christian is just mm. is so important mm. and it's you know everyone has their own cross to carry yeah and their struggles and things like that and you know i just i just want to say like doing or restricting yourself it, i don't think you should see it as restricting mm. yourself mm. um you know it's about like you said giving glory to god yeah. and yeah. honoring him and his mm-hmm. um values mm-hmm. you know so i think you know of course be wise when it comes to drinking and alcohol but the flip side is many have not entered heaven because they're legalistic because they've said to themselves, I just have to abstain from all these things and I'm good. But that's not it either. Mm. You're saved because Christ saved you. Right, You're right. saved because the grace of God has been given to you. And now we've been given the liberty to, you know, live rightly and hold to the virtues that now mm. you get to even apply to your own life. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the hard part, but that's the joy of living as a Christian. Yeah. I want to conclude with saying, um, I still don't understand whiskey enthusiasts. No. They they all whiskey tastes the same. No. It all tastes like crap. What they is all that orange peel going to do in that? Orange. What is a drop of water? You ever heard that? Like you drop put a drop of water and it tastes so much different. What? It still tastes How like does- it still tastes like whiskey with a, not even a drop of water, it just tastes like whiskey. That's interesting. And then yeah. people who put like like a ball like a like a like a like a sphere of ice or something like that. Anyway. Does mm. the shape of the ice really really change the taste of the whiskey? No, whiskey just, just tastes like whiskey. Water. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Swirl and spit. I don't like any dark liquor in general. I don't like, like any wine. Liquor. I don't really like wine. I don't really like yeah. Well, that's this week this month's episode. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Nice. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.